Some shows only talk about one little thing. How boring. One little subject all the time. But not us. Welcome to the Infinite Worlds Podcast. The show that talks about a little bit of everything. Giving you insight and interesting points of view. We love current events, anime, comic books, entertainment news, and information status updates on current projects, sci-fi movies, and video games. And we'll be covering The Ballad of the Outlands, an awesome original comic being created by Infinite Worlds Publishing at the end of the show. So make sure you listen all the way through. This is the Infinite Worlds Podcast. Here's Victorious Wolf with co-host DK Thomas, D-Mark, and Ivory Mike. Good afternoon out there in podcast land. Uh, (laughs) Once again, I'm Victorious Wolf, and we have D-Mark and Ivory Mike on here today. (laughs) Hello, everybody. We were supposed to have somebody else here today. However, they have failed this city, and uh, I have to try to fill in for them right quick. So D-Mark and Mr. Ivory Mike, they're going to talk about some interesting things while I Try to uh, put some water on the fire, and uh, my mouth. Make sure there's gasoline, and make sure there's not gasoline before you do that, though. Absolutely not. No gasoline. Yeah. Gasoline's yeah. horrible. Yeah, a uh, gasoline is very bad. I would only use gasoline if I saw one of my enemies in their faces with them fire. That's the only time I would use it to put it out. Gasoline. Spell gasoline. G A L saline. That stuff smells good. What? Gasoline? That's what I used to think when I was a kid. You know what, Mike? Stop right there. You're making me think you were that kid that used to shut yourself in the garage and sniff model paint. No. I've known a few of those those guys, though. <laughs> For real? That is Holy funny, cow. man. You yeah. weren't the kid that ate glue in kindergarten, were you? No, no. I always thought but, uh, glue, when you took it and rolled it up on the tips of your finger, it looked like boogers. <laughs> not that I've ever had boogers on the tip of my finger yeah that's another thing I haven't eaten boogers yeah I mean, you know, unless I'm like sniffling and one accidentally ends up in your mouth or something but I've never drawn one out of my nose and put it in my mouth wow that's a bit much have you ever sniffed so hard that one of the <laughs> nose hairs got into your mouth <laughs> you ever did that Wait a minute. Did it detach? Or is it just so long? Is it so long that it just gets sucked into your throat? No, 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 it's loose. It's loose, right? It's loose. (laughs) And you're like sitting, you're going, right? And then you're going, hey, what's this? And you're like thinking back. You're like, how did hair get in my mouth? You're like, I didn't, me and my lady, we ain't got together and did nothing, man. You know, so I'm like, I don't know how the heck do you think about it? It's like, oh, that's what that is. Because it's not, 
you know, your mustache hair, that's, I trim my mustache hair. You know, I don't like it where you look homeless around your lips. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah, I get that way sometimes, only because of laziness, though. Yeah, that's funny, though, man. No, oh, that's God. the only reason I have a beard, is because I'm lazy. Did you say the only reason why you have a beard is because you're lazy? Yeah, it's because it, it grows so fast. and As long I, as people don't, like, walk up and give you change, I think you're cool. No, you know yeah, yeah, I know. No, I keep it. I keep it trimmed a little sometimes. I as, long it. As, as long as you're not walking through public and people like going, they're going, "Wow, that's a very camped homeless guy," <laughs> or do you think you're homeless and you just started? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I shaved it off, kind of like Carlton did. Carlton, uh, man, Carlton shaved his beard. I bet he looked like a baby. Yeah, he, he sent me a picture. I'll share it with you. Nah, nah, nah. I, I want to be able to sleep at listening. night. I want to be able to sleep at night. That's okay. I told I, him, I said, the fact that you're clean shaven doesn't freak me out as much as the fact that it looks like you're naked in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I don't want you to send me that pic. Oh, okay. I'll attach it to this podcast. Now, I, I said no. N-O. N-O. Oh, oh okay. N-O-E. Oh. No. N-O-E. <laughs> yeah, that, that, when black people do it like that, that means we're serious. That's beyond no. Oh, it's okay. like it's the equivalent of hell no, but without saying hell. Okay. <laughs> Doing this podcast, man, I'm learning all kinds of stuff about black people, the black yeah. folk, and yeah, yeah. As long as you don't go back to your meetings and, and related information, we still trust you, though. Sorry. Besides, I mean, it's all over TV now. I mean, <laughs> my other, my other, uh, Air quotes, other meetings. Yeah. You no. know what? You know what? We better stop that because there'll be a listener going, I knew it. I yeah. knew that Mike was trying to infiltrate me. They call him Ivory Mike. Look at that. See, oh. they tell you already. <laughs> the only that reason no good. Me, the only reason they call me Ivory, or actually Carlton's the only one that calls me Ivory Mike. And it's because uh, there were two mics at our shop and uh-huh. he called the other one Ebony Mike and I was Ivory Mike. Well, I'd be a little pissed if you just called me Ebony. I mean, because that, that's a girl's name, I'm saying. Yeah, I was telling Mike that Carlton's going to be calling me Ivory Mike on the podcast. And he's like, well, I guess maybe I need to make a guest appearance sometime so you, you can clear the air. And I was like, yeah, that'd probably be a well, good idea. But, you know, you probably already did, seeing as how this conversation is going to be on the podcast, too. So. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> Why is it if you watch the video with uh, Carlton and he looks like he's single and trying to get a date? (laughs) 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 All right, then, well. All right, I go to number 13. Let's see. This is what we'll do. I've arrived. I've re-arrived back in the... What what are we we doing? What? what? Nothing. What, What happened? We were just talking about politics. Oh, talking about uh, them politics and all the crap. Matter of fact, I got somebody. I woke him up. He's in California. He answered the phone and said, Hello. 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 How you doing? It's like, like, dude, go back to sleep. Are you okay? (laughs) I'm like, I know California is still relatively early, but uh, I mean, we about four hours behind, and it's just, that's eleven o'clock. So, but I you guess might I, have had might have had a rough night, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I can't complain too much about it because you know I'm, I know I had a rough night. 
current events. Did you see what's going on out there in the world right now? Like in California, I saw something on the news that said cyclone bomb. They're going to have a cyclone bomb. What the hell does cyclone bomb even mean? That sounds horrible. I don't know what's going to happen. You mean they're going to they're going to set one off? No, they said that California is going to have some type of cyclone bomb or something. Bomb? Yeah, they said cyclone bomb. I'm just like, okay, say so cyclone's not good. Bomb's not good. So I'm kind of figuring that whatever's about to happen isn't good. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That's insane. It kind of sounds like Sharknado, so I don't know <laughs> what exactly that means, but I'm guessing it's bad. Once again, I'm it's I don't know. Now cyclone, that's like it's just like a tornado on the water, right? The water, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I'm not uh, up and up on the who's it what's it, but yes. My eight-year-old, he could tell us all about it. A cyclone bomb or a cyclone? Uh, he likes tornadoes, man. He watches all kinds of... Oh. Yeah. Okay, I found something. It says uh, California braces for bomb cyclone with flash floods. Oh, um, wow. This was about 15 hours ago. They may have already been bombed. Well, did the dude say anything? Which, which yeah, oh, is yeah. That, I mean, is that I'm, why he answered? Is that why he answered? <laughs> oh, oh, he's like under, under rubble. Or <laughs> 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 in the water. <laughs> I don't know. Your friend's um, swimming with the fishes. I'm not exactly sure. I, I think he's okay, though, because so, he said he's going to jump on here and uh, and speak to the universe. So uh, maybe, maybe not. I guess maybe he can explain what Cyclone Bomb means when he gets here. And then we have Alec Baldwin shot and killed this lady. Oh, I mean, it was ac- accidentally. Man. But I'm like, man, I mean. Uh, it was a prop uh, gun too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be an unloaded prop gun. And Bruce yeah. Lee got killed that way. Man, and so did Brandon Lee. Lee. Wait, yeah, I Brandon was just, I thought it was just Brandon that got, that died. No, Bruce too. Really? Not really? Yeah. yeah. That I didn't know. I knew Brandon Lee did. Hmm. And uh, what was the name of that movie? That was a good movie. It was, the crow. It was, uh, the crow, yeah. The yeah. crow, yeah. My old uncle, he got mad until I, I explained the premise to him. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm very upset. And, uh, man, and, I mean, when you think about it, man, think about how that's going to mess with him for the rest of his life, man. Like, of course, he didn't mean to do it on purpose, but he still took somebody's life. And yeah, I mean, I get, I mean, her family is going to be distraught for a long time, but. And they're probably coming after him, too. I mean, he. Well, it couldn't have been an accident. I mean, what? Who brought a real bullet and put it in with the other ones? I mean, that doesn't Same make any. Same had Bruce Lee killed, probably. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, that was wrong. No, what? I mean, I no, nobody really knows, man. I mean, to be honest, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe it's like with the same thing with Keanu Reeves, right? Keanu Reeves is actually that dude is a trained combatant now. Maybe this was during training or something like that that this happened, I'm thinking. Or that's why no, that this was on was set, brother. No, I'm saying that's was, why that bullet was there. Too. Maybe they switched guns or, or guns got, you know, whatever. But the thing about it is, is, as far as gun safety is concerned, and I'm somebody who owns several guns and, you know, I, I know all about that, is every time you pick up your gun, you always assume that it's loaded and it's yeah. live ammunition. So you always check it. So whenever I pick up my gun, the first thing I do is is I, I take out the magazine, I pull back the hammer, and I'm, I'm in the, um, what is it, the slide. 
I make sure that there's the not hammer. around. Not the hammer, because the hammer would be a bad thing. Then you look down the barrel. I was like, oh, <laughs> down the barrel. See if there's pull, a bullet. I pull back the slide. <laughs> there's a funny story on that one. I did that with hot sauce, because I was like, damn, this hot sauce isn't coming out. And I don't know what came over me, but I looked down the barrel over it and I squeezed it. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Let's just say it was a very bad couple of, I'd say about a good 30 minutes. It's very, very bad. I don't know. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they have live ammunition on a movie set? I don't know, man. All I know is it, it was, it's bad. I would hate to be in that man's shoes because that's going to affect him forever. Um, Hell, he almost killed two people. Went through and hit another guy, too, yeah, right? Yeah, and that dude, I believe that he was in critical condition the last time I looked into it. It's definitely bad, man. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that I wouldn't want anything to do with, man. I feel for him. I feel for her family. And um, I hope that everybody is is okay after this. So it's interesting that we're catching up right now because actually I don't think any of us really have talked to each other in the last uh, two weeks or so. And uh, I think all of us have been working very, very heavily. I know me personally. I worked like, you know, 80 odd something hours last week. And let me tell you something, I was working overnight at that, right? Yeah. This was night, like from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m., which was- Dude, who'd you piss off? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, man. It's just that we just in a, in a phase where it's all hands on deck and we're- Yeah, we're you guys to... are in a critical moment right now. Oh yeah, it's definitely a critical moment. So it's gonna be interesting what the end result's gonna be. I can't wait. As a matter of fact, I'm probably gonna buy one of those trucks because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. They're really, really good trucks. On some other news as well, I guess we're kind of going around touching all types of areas, but that's fine because uh, I think that uh, I'm really um, passionate about this one. So I don't know how many, do you guys participate in any type of cryptocurrency or anything like that? I do. Okay. I'm not smart enough. It's, oh man, you have oh, no excuse. I'm as dumb as a bucket of nails. If I can do it, you can too. <laughs> I'm a number two pencil. Um. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right now, there are two cryptocurrencies that are doing very incredibly, very, very well. That I recommend that if you haven't jumped in, to jump in because it's it's in the beginning. One of them is pre IPO. And, uh, you know, for those of you out there in uh, podcast land that doesn't know what pre-IPO means, that means before it becomes public. So it's called, the funny part for the people who watch anime, it's called Saitama. Saitama Coin. All right. So it's basically a cryptocurrency that is incredibly cheap. I mean, it's dirt cheap right now. Me, myself, I own 24 billion coins. 24 billion, 900 and something odd million, yada, yada, yada. So I bought in with about $300. Okay, so that $300 in the last week and a half has turned into $1,700. And it's still IPO, which means the CEO of this cryptocurrency pretty much said that once he gets to the point of uh, when the IPOs sometime in the next couple of months, they're going to open it up to being able to actually buy into it with a credit card or through your checking account. Right now, it's just incredibly tedious to buy into it. Uniswap, and then you got to trade out some Ethereum and yada, yada, yada. But it's somewhat worth it to be on the ground floor or something like what, this. What's it called again? It's called Saitama Iru Coin. So think Saitama from One Punch Man. What's the uh, acronym? 
that's that's it saitama that's okay yeah you have to go to uh coinbase wallet and you can actually see it in there i'm telling you man right now cryptocurrency it'll give you a decent return if you find that one because i mean i'm one of those people that back in the day i had 15 bitcoin however I had that 15 Bitcoin. I listened to some other people, of course, and they're like, dude, you got to get out of it right now because it's going to crash, it's going to crash, it's going to crash. You got to run, you got to run. So, you know, I took my money, I ran, and let me tell you, that was a, it's a bad idea. It's a real bad idea considering right now, each one of those Bitcoins would have been worth $63,000. Yes, very, very sad. So with that being said, if you got some extra money and don't get it twisted, this is gambling to a certain extent. It's just like the stock market. The stock market is educated gambling. That's pretty much what it is. I would say if you got a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, $300, just to kind of, that you wouldn't miss, I would say put it in there because what do you really have to lose if you have that $200 to lose? $200 or $100, whatever the case may be, just do it. Like Nike. Is it Nike? Just do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Play the crickets. Cause you guys are boring me. I'm sorry. Okay, it's not my it's not my fault. I apologize. You know what? I didn't do the crickets, man. I have to bring the. I have to do that next week. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't load up for them. I've been uh, rearranging my uh, drive. Uh huh. So yeah. Moving around files and stuff, making room. My wife got me a tower for my birthday. It's like a hard drive base. She got me like an eight terabyte hard drive, Ooh. and then. Uh, I was able to like move a bunch of space over and uh, free up some stuff. So I'm rearranging stuff. And so I have to do like a search in some of my, either in the computer or whatever to find that thing, man. Like I said, when we get into the animation and stuff, I got a bunch of uh, sound effects and stuff that'll help us out. Excellent. That's very good to know. So with that being said, uh, I think that's enough of me buying time. We, we got ourselves a guest in. This individual is somebody that uh, I've, I've known for the past, I guess, year, was it year and a half, maybe two years. I call him Mr. Leon. He's Mr. Leon. He's in California. What's going on, Leon? Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. No problem. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Thank you. You sound like you. a deacon getting ready to preach. You said me? <laughs> well, I just woke up. I just woke up. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was telling him about you just waking up and you was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could, y'all caught me at an uh, interesting time. But yeah, I'm here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, welcome, Leon. Thank you. Leon, our correspondent from California, tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend. Go ahead. Oh, all right, all right. Well, I am a native of California. Um, I actually just moved back home. I went to school in uh, Alabama. I studied uh, biology out there. I'm trying to become a veterinarian. So I actually just applied to vet school myself. And yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Post-grad life, just trying to live it up. <laughs> right on, right on. And that's, uh, that's an exciting thing, man. I mean, I knew you were in school and you were like a nerd and all, but I didn't know you were like biology nerds. See, and actually, if, yeah. If you like a real live scientist. See, that's going to work out. See, that's why me and you cool. So when the zombie apocalypse happens, right. we're going to have to find the cure. And by nerd, we, I mean, a nerd with potential. 
<laughs> yeah, I've done a few experiments. I've been published a couple of times, so I got you. Wow. There you go. See, there you go. We got, see, so somebody for the island. There you go. So we were actually discussing a couple of different things. Well, number one, I saw on TV a brain box that California is bracing for like some type of cyclone bomb. What are they talking about? What's happening over there Ooh. in California? That's news to me. A cyclone. Um, <laughs> That's what happens when you sleep in, Leon. <laughs> Man, clearly I'm getting my ticket to move to another state. <laughs> um, um, I'm familiar with it. Um, I do hope that if it is such a thing, that it goes to Southern California first before it comes to Northern Cal, where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> hey, is that closer? Are you closer to the water or? or farther out? All of California is by the water, but um, I'm in uh, San Francisco um, more so than I would be like down south where like San Diego and Los Angeles is. I'm closer to like Oregon and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It takes me six hours to, if I was to go to Los Angeles. So there's a, there's a little difference. There's a little distance. Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Six hours. That's... You know, the crazy thing is that's not really that far in California because California's so damn long. Um, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, how long would it take to drive across the entirety of California from north to south? I mean, uh, really. It's about a day. Yeah. It's a day. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's... Most of the coastline. I mean... Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but please inform me. What is the cyclone bomb? Um, no, we were trying to see what you. Oh, okay. Well, then I to mean, you. You one of the ones that got a brace for it, so maybe he knows uh, what this is. Apparently not. So wow, I just googled it. Okay. Okay. Well then, uh, since maybe you should, you know, find out what cyclone bomb means. No. Okay. Well, reading it, I see okay. that a cyclone uh, has. It's a little worried about cyclones. Look, everywhere is worried about water being attacked by them. The last time that we had any like hurricane or any type of water disaster that was that worried us, honestly, was it 2000 and maybe 11, 2012, when I was like a, and that was the hurricane from Japan and stuff. And okay. when everybody like sent over, they, they came over here. Yeah. But uh, maybe for about a week, they were worried about uh, water touching down on our coast. But, um, I look earthquakes still scare me more than the cyclone will. So um, see, 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 I was okay with the whole cyclone part though, but when they threw in bombs, see those, those words together. I mean, and as I was saying before, it's almost like Sharknado. So when I think about cyclone bombs, I think about a cyclone that's that's like literally dropping some type of bomb on the city as it goes by. So I'm just trying to understand what that means, and then you know. Should we drop in and save all the the people in California? I mean, do, do, do you need to go into go into hiding underneath an underground bunker? Or? <laughs> well, luckily I stay in the hills in the mountains. Oh, so, so you good to go? <laughs> Not myself. I am on no fault line in terms of anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I do see uh, being here. Look, it hasn't rained, honestly, within a year. Um, okay. Last year, fire season, it was really bad. Um, yeah. But it has been raining this entire week. Accidents every day. So you're explaining to me why the cyclone bomb sounds about what's going on right now. Because it's been really bad. Flo streets been flooded. So wow. yeesh. 
Yeah, I'll keep you updated though. But um, reading the news, I see things won't be changing no time soon. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> look here, buddy. I need you to definitely take care of yourself out there, and uh, I hope that you missed the bombs. I get this. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds like <laughs> something you'd order from a bartender. You know what? <laughs> yeah, no. Either um, that or it's a uh, it's an anime move. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Man, man, I think Zangief doesn't that does that doesn't he do that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he grabs you and then he then he spins up in the air like a cyclone and then he power bombs you. So I think that, that would be a cyclone bomb. There you go. <laughs> and if if there's a type of thing going around doing that to people, then uh, I would definitely be afraid. Yeah, that's like death, <laughs> like immediate death. Yeah. So. Uh, yes, uh, we're going to talk about a, a couple of animes today, and we kind of oh. went off on a tangent a little bit. But you know what? I think that that was some stuff that we needed to talk about because we did. Uh, it's interesting. So, Mike, you tell me what are we talking about today? Because you know, we'll start off talking about this bright sequel. Oh, the anime! Oh, yeah. yeah. Or was oh. it a sequel or a prequel? I, I think never... it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Sure it's a prequel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Not a this much. I even went back and rewatched the movie. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. The first time, the first time I saw it, and then yeah, but the anime—I don't know. The, it, the plot was pretty cool, but I don't know if the voice actors—and and I don't know if it was, you know, translation from Japanese to English—but it was just kind of a—I don't know. That kind of there was a lot to be desired. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sound like the best. <laughs> it did a disservice yeah. to the movie. Um, the animation, the animation was nice, but what lost it for me outside of the story was the fact that there was no gradients. It was just flat colors everywhere, and it looked like they just rushed through it. Okay. And it was like whoever was in charge of it knew nothing about art. And they were like, are you done yet? It was like, well, we've got to add some great. Nah, that looks good to me. Come on, let's go to France. <laughs> you know, and that was it. I was like, man. And watching it, I kept asking my wife, I was like, is it because I'm tired or is it because I'm, I, I was checking my pulse? You know, <laughs> man, my heart. I was like, what's going Chris. on? Am I not eating enough vegetables? It just sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It was like, ah. what, two hours worth of just bad, just lost potential. You yeah. Know? Sound very opinionated about this. Oh my god! Man, that must I'm sorry. Been that bad. I mean, think about it. Is I did watch it. I'm not going to perpetrate here. I watched most of it. <laughs> um, Why did uh, you watch all of it, Cobb? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, well, buddy. Sit down for uh, the whole thing. Uh, sleep, lack of sleep, and uh, I had a very rough week, and I had a whole bunch of stuff that I was doing, so. I didn't you get a chance I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> over here, all right? I'm over here and I'm begging over here. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> but from what I saw, I do agree with you on that. You know, the art style in that reminds me a lot of the, what was it? Remember this, was it Ninja Batman, Samurai Batman, whatever it was that was yeah. on Netflix? Yeah. And uh, I really thought that was cool. I liked the concept. I really didn't like the art that much. I mean, I guess I'm not really for this type of art style because it, it seems really grainy, slow moving, and like I said, it doesn't flow well for me. I mean, I know it's computer generated, but I've seen some stuff that was a whole lot better that was computer generated. So like I said, I get it some type of art style, but I'm definitely out on that. I will say I liked some things about the story. The, the elves, it seems, were, I guess, um, 
despised and hunt and, and hunted to a certain extent. The orcs were just like it was in the original movie. It seems like the orcs are the, uh, the what's the, I can't really, how should I say? I don't want to upset any snowflakes out there. <laughs> the orcs, <laughs> the orcs seem, seemed like a, the black people of the story to a certain extent. Let's say 1920. I think that that's what it felt like, right? But I mean, this guy, I mean, he, not the great friend. We're on twenty, man. He put his the orc put himself out there, and then the guy, the guy had a lot of history. It looked like, and I think he teeter tottered from light to darkness a lot. And I don't know. That's pretty much all I got from it. I wasn't really that excited about it. I am going to go back and finish it when we get out of here, but only because, you know, I have this thing. If I started, I got to finish it. I mean, hell, that's what happened to me in Z Zombies versus Ninjas. Please don't ever watch that if you value anything in your life. Don't watch Ninjas versus Zombies. It's not even a B movie. Hell, I don't think it's a C movie. It might be an F movie. Because <laughs> why do they call it an F movie? Because you release a lot of F bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. So I don't know. I'm definitely out in the right samurai, whatever it's called. Hey, you know you covered uh this week's worst movie, right? That was this week's worst movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so, we did it twice. <laughs> wait, so I was reading up on it a little bit and Bright when it came out, the movie, a lot of critics were against it. Like most critics were saying okay. that it was crappy. And then once it hit it's like one of the top watched shows on netflix right yeah. and you know people were wanting a sequel and i guess they had one in the works and they actually do have another one in the works but will smith hasn't been able to come around because of his busy schedule and it seems like they just kind of put this together to to bridge, to bridge in between yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think there's going to be another actual movie and then I was trying to figure out if this was something that, you know, has this story been around for a while or, but it seems to me that it was, had just been kind of made up and somebody wrote it and put it out there. But, uh, I mean, the idea of, you know, the magic wand and there's not very many of them and all that, it was, it's intriguing. The whole story is intriguing. Agreed. Yeah. Did you see the Bright movie, Leon? No, I did not. Um, while you guys were talking about it, I looked it up because I did hear about it last night gaming with everybody. Um, and I added it to my watch list. The, you, it's, uh, it's well worth your time, brother. See, but now piggybacking off Carlton, <laughs> um, that type of style in terms of animation has never uh, said it. I never palated it well. So, well, um, no, no, no. The Bright movie is live action. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I looked at the whole trailer and stuff while you guys were talking about it. Um, well, you talking about Will Smith, right? Yes, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I know. Okay. yeah. I'm talking about the prequel. Yeah, I watched the first one. Yes, yes. Okay. I watched okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hip. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that form of animation has never, uh, I really enjoyed it. It is, I'm going to watch it for the culture. But, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I haven't watched it. Um, I'm definitely, um, plan on, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you know. please, you know, watch it with your open stuff. I need a Because I don't want to uh, give you a uh, any type of uh, something to kind of 
go off of, or I don't want to ruin it for you, but definitely watch it. If you enjoy it, if you don't, if you don't, yada, 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 whatever the case may be. I will have some California greenery and I will definitely see everything <laughs> everybody <Man>. said. <laughs> I will enjoy it. <laughs> I got you. I understand. Yes. Yes. All right. So we got, I'm out. Demarcus is definitely out. My, uh, Ivory Mike, what are you, you, you out I'm here kind of on this one? Half in, half out. I'm not. I'm not a big anime guy like you are. So okay, okay. I really have much in my memory to compare it to. So that's, that's I mean, true. I did enjoy the storyline. The plot I thought was really good, but well, the voice act was horrible. Even, even that was good, right? So and a lot of Japanese transitional, uh, I guess, films or animes, you do get a lot of voiceovers that is just like eh. But some of them just rock out so well with the story that it doesn't even matter. Dude, and I think this was Netflix, man. Yeah. This was Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Their choice of voice actors. Like, if you watch the last few releases of the Transformers stuff they did, mm. that junk sucked, man. I mean, these were supposed to be character actors, and they sounded like they were reading for PSAs. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. Or, like, it was the voice in uh, Kroger's thinking choppers were coming in and talking about this week's deals. It was like, this is terrible. This week on aisle nine, we have yeah. sausages. Yeah. Sausages that are delicious. <laughs> they have cheese in them. Please We've got pork bellies on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is halfway in and I found out. I think we can officially say boom, boom, bang. This is the end for the bright prequel. And uh, we fail it. We get it F. We give it 10 thumbs down. Hey, Calvin, what does that F stand for? I'm not allowed to say that. It's, I mean, we've already had enough of those in the last podcast, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had Chris in here, Leon. and uh, Oh! Mr. Chris. <laughs> Mr. Chris was dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like he knows Chris. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, just, maybe just a tad. Maybe just a tad. Mr. Chris. Anyway. So, I right. tell you what, that was this guy mouth so bad and you get off the phone you have an ear infection. Dropped <laughs> <laughs> them in places we were all thinking about dropping them. So. Yeah, I will, yeah, I will not disagree with you on that. I have to hold myself back all the time because we're not rated for that. Now we can change that rating, but that's for later. We're doing other stuff with that different rating because uh, we. It's a family show. It's a family show. So uh, okay, next on the agenda, what are we going for? What if we're going to go for the what yeah, if? What if zombies? <laughs> Yes. What if episode five? Leon, are you are you hip? Yes, I have. Yep. I know ah, about All right. Yes. So what if episode number five? What if zombies? Now this was an awesome it was really cool the way that they actually did it, man. So we come in this story where Hulk gets dropped from the sky after the whole situation happened and pretty much Thanos handed him and says his butt. And uh Bruce Banner wakes up and what is it? Dr. Strange's Sanctum. Yeah, whatever, it's uh, in New York. Yes, it's there Sanctum. So he steps outside and uh, immediately the children of Thanos is there to meet him. So he, uh, of course, tries to hawk out. Of course, Hulk is, Hulk is embarrassed because he got his boy. There was so many things, so many F-bombs and so many curse words and so many horrible things I was about to say. But he lost the fight. Let's just go and he lost the fight. Thanos had the, Thanos had the glove, man. He had the gems. That's why he lost. Yeah, his butt was hurt. 
there you go. He was in a bad situation. So Bruce tried to call him out. Hawk said no. Looks like Bruce Banner was about to get jacked up. So what happens is, is that the Avengers show up or what seemingly look like the Avengers. As Bruce was actually looking at uh, what was going on, he's like, yeah, I'm excited. And then that excitement turned into horror as he sees Thanos' children being ripped apart by what seemingly seems to be the Avengers. So these zombies, or what seems to be zombies, uh, start to lunge at Bruce and uh, all of a sudden Hope Pym shows up. Hope Pym shows up, saves him, and uh, Spider-Man swoops in and carries him off. After this point, we go into this, I guess, somewhat of a, of almost like a zombie land type of skit where Peter Parker is, is showing you the rules of surviving in this new zombie apocalypse that has happened. We find that there's a couple of survivors that are trying to, I guess, figure out what's going on in this world and maybe even cure it or whatever the case may be. So we got the Winter Soldier, we have Sarah Carter, we have Happy, which is the limo driver for Tony Stark. We have Peter Parker, Spider-Man. We have something, but Cho J or what? What is that woman's name? Black Panther's um, uh, Okoye. Uh, Okoye. There you go. We have Okoye, and then we have random French guy. Yeah, we're gonna go <laughs> random French guy because he was completely random. I had no idea who he was. I think he was just somebody they picked up along the way. Am I missing anybody? Is that everybody? I think so. That was everybody. Thank you, good. Yeah, thank you, good. So, basically, we fast forward a little bit, and they're going to check out. They found out that there was some type of beacon, so they were going to go check this beacon out. They had to plan to make it out there on a train, so they jump into this train. Okay, the, the zombies show up. Happy gets off in a very funny way, but kind of messed up because you know he gets off. You got Sarah Carter; she gets off, and then you have everybody else that's there. So. In the meantime, in the melee, Hope him, or let's call it a wasp because that's her, that's her superhero name. Wasp gets actually gets scratched or bitten or whatever the case may be by one of the zombies. So of course, we all know what happens with, you know, when you get bit or scratched by a zombie, which is not in all zombie lore, but you know, whatever the case may be. So she gets bit, so she knows she's turning into a zombie. So as they arrive at this place, I think it was some type of military base. They see that there's zombies everywhere. We're talking about millions or about hundreds of thousands of zombies just surrounding this one area. So she decides to sacrifice her life to get everybody there. So she gets her in big in powers and she grows up to about 30 to 40 feet. <laughs> she, she grabs. <laughs> She grabs everybody and she walks everybody over to the fence line and drops them off. Now they're noticing once they get dropped off that after this whole meaningful goodbye because she knows she's about to die or become undead, they notice that none of the zombies are going over the fence, which it turns out that there was no fence in some places. So there was something that was keeping them out. So on the way in, they run into vision. Vision is actually there. He's a cool guy. He's like, yeah, I'm holding everything down. Everything's cool. And basically they get in there. Vision is kind of explaining the situation and, you know, that he's actually found, you know, a cure. But they're not exactly sure what the situation is or, or they have no idea what Vision is hiding because Vision definitely seemed like he was hiding something there. So Bucky, which is Winter Soldier, ends up going on. I don't, I forgot what he was going to look for, but he was going to look for something as he uh, kind of ventured into uh, the rest of everything else, or the rest of the compound. And uh, pretty much it turns out 
that Vision was luring people there and some very bad things were happening. So Vision was luring people there because Wanda got turned into a zombie. And Scarlet Witch is a zombie is one of the most terrifying things I've <laughs> ever seen. I mean, it was terrible. It was horrible. I, did she take out Bucky? I feel like she took out Bucky. She just tossed him. Okay. She tossed him in the, into the distance, and I think that hit probably took him out. But. Yeah, so Bucky was taken out at that particular moment. She shows up. Of course, Vision is on the other side of that. And it turns out, and this was a big one, it turns out that Vision actually took Black Panther and had been feeding Black Panther to Wanda, which is all types of jacked up. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, why? Why he had to do it to, you know, Black Panther? I mean, we got a whole bunch of other choices. I mean, got to be some other. It's got to be the Black Panther. Whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say that. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that I can think about a lot of other, you know, tastier meals besides some T'Challa. So we fast forward a little bit after them kind of getting away. Vision feels bad about you know feeding people to Wanda, so. Hmm. He decides to rip out his Infinity Stone, which, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of selfish because he takes the easy way out. And uh, if you think about it, if you would have not taken the easy way out, maybe, maybe you know, it would have been not Hulk that sacrificed himself again. I mean, it's a whole lot of sacrifice that happened in this. Bruce Banner sees an opportunity and, you know, they're trying to get out. They're not going to get out without some help. And uh, Bruce jumps in and apparently Hulk decided that, you know, this was the time. So Hulk went in there. I don't know if Hulk died, to be honest with you, in this one, just because the zombies had been trying to bite Hulk even before and they couldn't kind of get through his skin. But Hulk went against Wanda and Wanda's, a, I mean, badass. Best way I can say that. Even as a zombie, Wanda's a badass. So I don't know if Hulk can really go against the, yeah. the, the queen of chaos. That's pretty much the rundown of that episode. I really liked it because it showed that these mighty beings, the, the mighty Avengers, can be taken down by something as simple as a virus. Or um, And the moment they switch, especially into this primal instinct of zombieism, they became the most dangerous creatures on the planet. I really liked it. I'm definitely in 100% on this. What's everybody else's take? I don't know. It was horrific. It was like walking in on mom and dad. <laughs> I was like, wow, man. I mean, just to see that, like, when you walk in and you realize what's going on with Chitala, and then you see that vision is not right in the head. You know, I guess when he lost Wanda, you know, he lost his marbles, mm. you know. It was like, you know, just trying to figure out a way to bring her back. It kind of reminds me of that show they got on uh, Netflix called Kingdom, mm -hmm. where they got this flower that you can put, you grind it down and you can put it in, into tea form or something like that, or you mm -hmm. can just inject it into someone and it brings them back after they die. Okay. But it's sort of like that. You had people in the story that were like losing loved ones and they were trying to figure out ways to bring them back. But, you know, death is something that's a part of life. You can't fight the universe. You can't fight life. You know, bad things happen. It's yeah. like trying to fight time, you know, mm -hmm. and destiny. It was like he lost his mind, man. And, and you would think someone that had a stone, it, that you know, the thing would like, it would give you like cosmic awareness. So for him to go against that and try to bring back Wanda, that was like, that's insanity. Yeah. And that's love. 
Yeah. But that girl can really kiss. That, but, that, uh, that boy, I tell you what. <laughs> make your big toe stand up. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> 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 uh I, hey man, I guess so, man. I mean it is what it is. I mean I, I understand that. Yeah. I guess I understand to a certain extent because when you think about it, that's kind of where Doctor Strange was in the last one. Yeah. So I understand. I get. Well, it. if you think about it, it's kind of the opposite of uh, WandaVision, right? Because she was doing the same thing. Yes. For him. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, man, these episodes just keep getting better and better. Yeah. And that was really scary. She's got to be like one of the most powerful. She is mm-hmm. out there, right? I mean, it's yeah. almost yeah. impossible to stop she, her. She's she's an omega level mutant, and omega level mutants—they're yeah. pretty much. Um, Don't mess with them. Yeah. yeah, that was really good, though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm in as well. That was the first episode I watched of What If. Really? Um, uh, yeah, a lot high? of people. Okay. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have been telling me watch it and i was just i just been working and i was like okay okay i'll do it i do it but then i was like watch episode five and i was like okay all right bet. <laughs> anyway i watched episode five it gave me the vibe of a uh, high school of the dead uh, on superhero status um okay, but, okay. Um, yeah, i went back and watched everything but yeah i enjoyed it okay right on so uh, we got so everybody's in for uh what if episode number five i think everybody's been in on every episode so far although i've been kind of it was one episode i was kind of iffy on i don't remember what it is right now i think it was three was it three i'm not sure for me the series kind of started off a little weird you know but then it now it's kind of broken away from the original story and it's gotten really good last few episodes for sure i agree i agree 100 so we're all in next thing that we're talking about is star wars and uh, to be honest, I really enjoyed the, what's it, five and six? Was it five and six? No, we're doing four and five, then the Village Bride and the Ninth Jedi. Yeah, so I enjoyed both of those. Matter of fact, I think I skipped ahead a little bit. So I enjoyed the Village Bride and I enjoyed the next one. And that's the one with where they came in. Well, the one where the Jedis were supposed to be there, but the Sith showed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then in Temple. Okay. So go for it, Mike. You're the right. Star Wars host. Let's go. So we have episode four, The Village Bride. It was produced by Kinema Citrus, director Hitoshi Haga. One second here. Did, did you just say Enema Citrus as in? <laughs> no. That's another. That's, that sounds like another. <laughs> Another shot you'd order from the bartender. Right? <laughs> I've heard of navel oranges, but never have I heard of uh, butt oranges. <laughs> Kinema, K-I-N-E-M-A, Kinema Citrus. Okay. <laughs> okay, so not Enema Citrus. Okay, because that sounds like that. I'm just saying that sounds like the stripper that you don't want to see. <laughs> Why that girl got hair on her legs? <laughs> <laughs> to the stage, Enema Citrus. <laughs> oh man! Thank you, everyone. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I think Enema Citrus. She's gonna pay us a visit one day. I, I really feel yeah. like. In Florida, man, we're going to get a visit from Animus, Animus yeah, Citrus. We need to write <laughs> he her sounds down. like she could beat us all in arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Sorry, she sounds man. like she's a part of the Dollar Shave Club. I'm a very 
visual person. Sorry. <laughs> and if I had D Mark, if I had your skills, it'd be it'd be all over, man. So anyway, we have a couple of characters, uh, Valco, and then the masked girl. She just went by the letter F. That's what our uh, podcast is brought to you by today. The letter F. <laughs> and um, so, I guess they were on a planet. The Valco guy, he's uh, just like checking out the planet, investigating, doing research. Because I guess her master, I don't know, they mentioned something about her master being connected to that planet. The people who live there are connected to nature. They use the force. The uh, We see a man and a woman and he's carrying her through the jungle, climbing a mountain. They use the force to open up a, like a cave or something. It was like a vision. It created like this bubble and, and they were seeing uh, memories. Anyway, all that was kind of, I didn't really understand a lot of that, but then they get back and we find out that she, the bride, is sacrificing herself to this group of renegades, I guess, or whatever, who had taken over. So the separatists had showed up on the planet. Mike, Mike hold on. Are you sure we didn't talk about everybody? this? I'm, I'm confused. What? I think that we talked about this last week. Did she's we talk the one, about this? She's the one with the shoes. That She she pulled the, the shoes, came out, and she zoomed forth and cut, chopped the dude's hand off, right? Did we talk about that one? I think no, we, we did two and three. That. We did two and three. I think we chatted about it a little bit. You alluded to it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so go ahead. I'm sorry. I just remember anyway, Yeah. About she, it. Well, there you go. She she put on the shoes. She killed the bad guy. Let's move on. <laughs> That's not the end. We didn't Let's even move get on. no meat potatoes, man. You just, you just gave us bread. It was bread and then cheese and then bread. Hold on. That's not... That's a dry sandwich. So they show up with a, a group of robots that they had reprogrammed and i guess they come into this planet once every once in a while and take what they want and they take a sacrifice and she decided to put herself before her grandfather and uh the girl that was there f she decided that she wanted if just to handle it just to take him out and that's what they did you know and she saved the day and it was pretty much that in a nutshell Mm-hmm. But the one I really wanted to talk about was the fifth one, the ninth Jedi. Um, okay. And that's the one where you have Kara is the little girl. And she's with her robot, which she calls Four Nines. Yeah. And her father is Zima. He's a sabersmith. And he tempers the, the kyber crystals when he ins- installs them in these blades to where the Jedi depending on his connection with the force will depend on the color of the lightsaber. I thought that was really cool. And then Margrave is the Jedi that is basically he runs the planet. He's the head of that planet. And he's the one that's been mining the crystals. And uh, he called out for the Jedi for several force sensitive people to show up. And uh, they were all killed. Most of them were killed. And a bunch of Sith showed up. And there was a really awesome fight. There was one guy, his name was Homan. His blade was red at first. And then it became purple. 
Yeah. Um, and this, yeah, yeah. Guy, I was, I was kind of, curious about that guy. He was he was, he was under somebody's crazy. influence. Oh. Yeah, he was. He got caught up in all their negative energy and was going with them. He turned at the end. But that kind of makes me think about, you know, Samuel Jackson's character in the movies. Uh, Juan, what's his name? Juan Doom or Juan Doom or something? Uh, what's his name? Mace Windu. There you go. Mace Windu, yeah. And his lightsaber was purple. You know, I know this isn't based off any of that or whatever. This is just this one guy's vision, but it kind of makes me wonder. Now, Mace Windu is was supposed to be one of the most powerful Jedi out there. Yeah. He was wielding all kinds of stuff when he was fighting. You know, he was, they, they called him like basically a, a level seven, which he could wield the force. He's the kind of guy that when you're fighting him, you're not only coming at him with a light, he's not coming at you with a lightsaber, but there's other things coming off the wall at you, coming at you yeah. too, you know, wielding yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I hear that if Mace Windu was around for a lot of the fights, that it would then pretty much the, the Jedi, the Jedi Order would have won a lot more fights. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hang on. What's the highest level of Jedi? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I know, I know. Mike knows that. I think, at least I think so. Anyway, he's privy to that type of information. Yeah. Cool. So there's different levels. I mean, in different fighting forms, and I would say Yoda and. Mace Windu were among the top. And then, of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was up there, too. Yeah. There was different things that they could do. I mean, there were some Jedi that while you're fighting them, all of a sudden you started feeling sick and nauseous because it was something they were doing through the Force, making you feel that way. Yeah. And, of course, Yoda was, you know, he's Yoda. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah, that's pretty much all that needs to be said. It's weird to see him young in these new um, installments. Baby Grogu. Oh, yeah, Grogu. I might get in trouble for this one, but I laughed from a happily giggly place when the bounty hunter was kicking the bag with Yoda in it. Is that bad? Is that? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, bad. That's man. horrible. That's, you, that you just says to, to me, you didn't get enough hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but mean, there- I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. But something cool came out of the Ninth Jedi. They did a, I found a news article. And they were talking with the director, uh, Kenji Kamiyama. Anyway, he confirms that the Ninth Jedi was a pilot episode and that there are going to be more. And he's hoping to make like a, an animated movie oh, out of cool. that story. And apparently, I guess I don't know much about his anime, but apparently he's known for creating like working hard on creating backstories for his characters and stuff. And that's why I think in that little clip, I think we had mentioned this in one of our earlier podcasts, that there was more backstory to her revealed than there was in, you know, in some of the main characters of the last three movies that we had. And number nine, the reason she's the ninth Jedi, it's an important number to Asians and it's signifying rebirth or restart. Oh, okay. But yeah, that was a really good episode. I agree. Um, both, both of these episodes had females that were really representing. Yeah. Like the one with the, I guess the bride, she did some things, boy. I was really excited about that. That had me kicking and flipping in my brain with her. Now I can't kick and flip in real life. Used to do that a long time ago. If I kick and flip now, then that's going to be the end of me on this podcast. So <laughs> we, we ain't going to do that. But the second one, 
with the actual little girl, like I knew, like I felt that she was badass in the very beginning. Like yeah. the, way she, the way she was moving around with that black, and I don't even know what black lightsaber means. But she was tight, yeah. The, the way she was moving around and I mean, hell, she had never been really trained though. She, even her father said that. And then, yeah, and but then, been raised by that guy, Margrave. Right. Uh, who's obviously a badass Jedi. Yeah. yeah. It was when she was on the speeder mm-hmm. and went across that. that lake and she mm-hmm. jumped off the speeder and then cut that dude's craft in half and then yeah. jumped back on and took off. And then they did kind of like a nod to uh, Return of the Jedi and the Endor, the Luke and Leia, when they were going on the speeders through the Endor forest because they kind of, it was real similar to that yeah. when she was going yeah. through the woods. I was like, man, this girl just told him this pretty much <laughs> knocked him down a notch. Dude was like, all right, I'm going to go get her. He gets his hovercraft chopped in half and dared to get up. She, yeah. she stood there for a second like, go ahead, get up. Yeah. And then her, her lightsaber turned green towards yeah. the end there. And- Do you know what the correlation is with the colors and whatever? Because no. her master, her well, the person that did teach her was green as well. Yeah, so It's just... For Jedi, when they find their kyber crystals, while the Jedi Order was going on, they would have to go out and there were certain places they could go and their crystal would call out to them. And they would go into these temples and these caves and they would find the one crystal that was calling out to them. So there's never really been any rhyme or reason as far as blue or green or even purple for that matter. But the only ones that I know about are the red ones. And those are from the Dark Force wielders and what they're doing is the crystal is basically neutral i think it wants to be used for good and then they're bending its will and it, the actual crystal is bleeding and that's why it's the dark force okay so and then we go back to what we've been talking about which is ahsoka tano you know she left the jedi order and laid down her lightsabers she eventually got two more she killed two well they weren't Sith. They were inquisitors. They were Darth Vader had sent out these inquisitors to hunt down all force sensitive people to and kill them. So she killed two of them and took their kyber bled out. So that's why when she fires up her lightsabers, they're white. They're completely white because they're drained. Oh, wow. But she's also a Jedi. But speaking of Ahsoka, I read another article which is really cool. Aiden Christensen, the actor who played Anakin Skywalker in Episode Two and Episode Three has signed on for the new Ahsoka Tano series that's coming out. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter, too. Yeah. You know, as a Star Wars fan, man, I got all giddy about that. Okay, all right. Fangirling. That's what's up. Yeah, he's also going to be in Kenobi, the Kenobi series, too. So he'll be reprising his role as Darth Vader. Okay. Wait, quick question. Go for it. I'm sorry. In terms of the lightsaber, I have not watched the show. But um, you said the girl, she had a black lightsaber? Yeah, it was kind of like a... It, so the guy, her father was a saber smith, what they call okay. it. And he, he was taking these crystals that they were finding, and he was tempering them. And oh. he was creating new lightsabers. And he somehow okay. tempered the, the crystal to change colors to whatever... You know, however the Force user was connected to the Force, it would, it would make a color. And so her connection to the Force wasn't very strong at the beginning of this, of course, then 15 minutes later. But you know what I mean? So like right. the beginning of the episode, she's lit the lightsaber, but it was like, it was almost like a, 
there wasn't really much color to it. Got you. Within the last year, look, my friend, they're into Star Wars and whatnot. And I'll end up looking into the whole lightsaber theories and everything. But I will say um, in my research, I saw the other person who had a black lightsaber was the first Mandalorian that was inducted. And so I was like, is this generational? What's what's going on? I haven't watched the show, but yes. So, yeah, that just I was like, oh, is something else going on? So that that was was the dark saber. Yeah, the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the first Mandalorian Jedi, and yeah. I don't know if, if I guess he was either killed or he grew old and died. But they right. had they had his lightsaber on display at the Jedi Temple, and somebody had broken in and stolen it, and that's how it's back out in the field now. But, okay, okay, okay. All right. If you haven't seen the Mandalorian, go ahead and watch both seasons because it comes into play, man. It's really cool. and the Book of Boba comes out in a month or so, right? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be awesome because, they, yeah, they show the little clip at the end of the, the very last episode of The Mandalorian season two mm-hmm. where he comes in and kills. I uh, can't remember his name now. It was uh, Jabba the Hutt's right hand man there who was sitting on Jabba's throne and he, he killed him and then took the throne. Wow. Ming-Na Wen is uh, she plays uh, Boba's new right hand man, right? Or yeah. um, oh, man, you're making me draw a blank right now to her name. She's a, a, a bounty hunter, an assassin. You know, one character I would love to see in the, in the cinematic Star Wars universe is uh, Mara Jade. Yeah, right. That They made that non-canon, which she was Luke Skywalker's wife. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, she ended up being his wife, yeah. She started off with the dark side. Is that correct? Yeah, she was and the, she was the Emperor's hand. She was the Emperor's yeah, yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Sweet. I agree. That would be kind of cool. I never knew that that was a thing. Oh yeah, dude. Timothy Zahn, the heir heir to the Empire. Yeah. It was a trilogy. I have to go. I have to see that. Okay. So, uh, Leon, you said you haven't seen any of those the visions. Vision? No, I have not seen visions. That's been on my list. I will definitely say check it out, man. It's worth. Well, it's mostly worth it. A lot of it, I think you will find interesting. And you said you're not really a big big Star Wars type of... I'm new to it, but I'm true to it. Oh, okay, I got you. All right. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, no, I, I wanted to bring up... I know we're going to be talking about a couple more of our characters. And then listening back to the earlier podcasts, we made a mistake and we talked about Amun Ra twice. We definitely need to move on from him. Okay. Man, I told y'all not to drink before doing these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> The cyclone uh, bomb, man. Uh, my make- okay, there we go. My internet. I don't know. Whoa, my internet just... Hi, did y'all ask me a question? My bad. No. <laughs> I don't we know if were- you're making it interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm happy. Okay, so it sounds like everybody's in for the, for the two episodes that we watched. I was very much in. I was dedicated. I will say that the one with the bride one, that one really started off slow, but I understand because they had to give you that background information. But I was really excited about that fight. That fight was awesome. Yeah, it, was. it really was. I knew that Jedi's were capable of some things, but that girl, when those shoes came on, when she uncovered those shoes and, and launched forward at breakneck speeds, and slice that dude's arm off before he knew what happened. That was pretty awesome. Carlton, are you saying you want some super heels? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go with I'm not going to say that. All right, remember when you when I said I was a visual person? Uh-huh. <laughs> it goes back to that Dave Chappelle joke, talking about brothers uh, wearing heels so they can feel safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
we've discussed that. And you know, getting off subject a little bit, that has even gotten worse than it was than it was getting before. And I really thought that it was gonna calm down, but dude, it is getting really crazy out there. You got people on two sides of a picket like the picket line that are like running towards each other like the end Avenger battle. When you had Thanos' forces on one side and the Avengers on the other side. Yeah. Like, oh man, that is insane. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't think, once again, I don't think I'd watch it again. Just to see, okay, well, maybe maybe I'm just being sensitive or not insensitive or whatever. And I'm like, he didn't really say anything that was, no, that, was that was disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, he basically pointed out how quick and easy people will try to accommodate their feelings juxtaposed to what the blacks are what black people are going through yeah you know i mean i, I get it i understand the, you know disparities but this i mean hell we black people have been going through the screw uh, disparities for how long now and i'm not i'm taking it to that political level but at the same time it is something that i've been noticing and it is a very hot topic right now yeah. Uh, um, are you aware of that, Leon? Have you been? Uh, do you know what's, what's yes. going on with that yes. old Dave Chappelle thing? You know, Chappelle, I'm in California. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're upset out here. <laughs> yes, I don't feel any negative connotations toward anything about him. I know just people are just sensitive nowadays. Honestly, my take. I actually I didn't watch the whole comedy special. I did. Right. Watch little clip um on twitter i didn't find anything to be too offensive um i'm not a trans person so you know i can't say that you know it was nothing to be offensive anything that i could you know come to hit me so um i don't feel like it needs to go as far as it's going right now um chappelle is one of the legendary greats in comedy Yes, absolutely. That anybody, everybody should enjoy in the fact that he can express himself as his true authentic self. And he did take into account that these that other people's feelings, especially this time, this day and age where everybody is just overly sensitive um, in their feelings. Yes. Right. Exactly. So he did try to accommodate his jokes for that. And it's obviously it wasn't enough. They just wanted to be omitted from it altogether. But that's not this comedy. And so everybody gets it. And just like he did, he served it to everybody, which I heard. Yeah. And, um, so it's it's really no reason to, uh, in my eyes, that it needs to continue to what it is going, this prolonging into. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, we talked about that briefly <laughs> last year when we actually talked about it. Because I mean, it, I mean, I get it. Once again, I get it. And I, I respect others in the way the way that they feel and all that type of good jazz. But at the same time, comedy is comedy, man. I mean, I get it, right? Because, I mean, there are lines that some people don't ever cross. But at the same time, if you can't make fun of everybody, I mean, hell, I mean, I've seen situations where people are upset because you don't make fun of them, like in a comic show. Because you, you have people with, uh, you know, somewhat disabilities, like Down syndrome and whatever, like some things like that. But then right. they don't, they get upset because you don't treat them like everybody else, like an individual. You're coddling them. And a lot of people get offended because you're, you coddle them. You if ever you see that TMP episode? Which one? Where he was on stage. It was a key. He was on stage and Jordan Peele was dressed up like that. <laughs> he looked like Freddy Krueger sitting in a wheelchair. <laughs> Mm, and, uh, I don't. I don't remember this. <laughs> because he was like, 
he was poking fun to everybody in the crowd, but he was getting all mad because he's like, do a joke about me, do a joke about me. And he kept getting uncomfortable with it. And then finally, when he, he started in on him, and then Jordan Peele started crying, and he was like, the tears, they burn, they burn. Oh, that was a good one. Was a good I missed that one. I'm going to have to go find it. Now, with that being said, we're going to jump out of that political climate. <laughs> it is what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. And um, we're going to get to yeah, Let's go back to talking about cryptocurrency or something. Oh, just stop it. Oh, okay. Okay? Just stop. Even though you can make some money doing it, go do research. Anyways, so we're going to go and we're going to talk about some characters uh, from the story. We've already talked about Amu so he's out. Um, yeah. So let's talk about two more characters. So Bez, we talked about Bez. About him too. Okay, so Tower Red and uh, let's do the twins. Okay, Tower Red and uh, me, uh, 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 Mahis. Okay, in the story, the Immortals Anthem, as well as in the comic book Bot of the Outlands, we have two characters that were very interesting. They're actually two of my favorite characters, although I guess I'm kind of partial because all of them are my favorite characters, honestly. But we have a set of twins. They're twins in the sense that they came out of the same vessel. So, you know, they look somewhat similar, but they're not, you know, complete uh, and total twins. They're, what do they call them? Fraternal? Fraternal. Fraternal twins. Basically, you have, I guess I can't really go that far into their pirate. I'll give you a, a glimpse of what their powers are. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they are, but we have one side and then we have the other side. So we got ice and we got we got fire. Those are the two of their powers. Um, to get more to get more interesting information, definitely tune in because it might not be what you think. So we tweaked it. We did some different things with it. Anyways, so you have Tara Red, who is a brilliant tactician. She's the, the smartest one out of all of them. She knows it. They know it, and she has the confidence to back it up. She's been that way ever since she was little. She always has had that, you know how smart people usually have some type of arrogance about them? She has that somewhat arrogance. Now she can be humble at times, but she's just one of those people that's a smarty pants and knows she's a smarty pants, so nobody's telling her any different. I really enjoyed making her character, man. It gave me the opportunity to kind of explore different parts of people's personalities. Because like I said, these two cats were two sides of the same coin to a certain extent. So she's going to be a very exciting character. She's going to be one who is making some pivotal decisions within the group. And it should be interesting. So I'll let Mike continue on her brother. Yeah, so a little bit more about her. She is, she's determined and extremely smart and very passionate. She's not much of a jokester, but, you know, she's not like a, a stiff either. So move on to her brother, Mahi's. He is a jokester. He's always sarcastic. I know we had mentioned that Bez was comic relief, but that really is the comic relief um, in the group. And uh, extremely powerful and also smart. He's not as smart as, as she is, and he knows that. And, you know, he gives it over to her for the most part. But he's very loyal. And both of them have a love for humanity and we'll do whatever it takes to protect them. And just this whole series coming out and everything is, to me, is it's very exciting, man. I can't wait. I agree 100%, man. Um, Mahis is definitely a great character and we're gonna have a lot of fun with him. He truly has that free spirit 
and he has a mouth on him. He, yeah. He has one hell of a mouth on him. As to piggyback off of what you said as far as he's, he's a powerhouse. He's, mm-hmm. he's one of those cats that he a joke and he, he plays and he's sarcastic, but once he goes into battle mode, man, look out. Because he doesn't have any type of uh, sympathy on the battlefield whatsoever. Oh, wow. He's going for the juggler. He's cold. Yeah, he, he can be. <laughs> he can be. He definitely can be. He is cold, but he's also cracking jokes yep. in, in the middle of the battle and everything, mm-hmm. too. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to keep it light, but he, he's serious about it. And with that being said, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to put Mr. D-Mark on the spot here. What is you, because Mr. D-Mark is the one that, that actually bought our characters of life, uh, Leon. Because I, I showed Leon, you know, a couple things here and there, turning it. And uh, I'm curious, when you were articulating or when you were making these, putting these, these, these characters down on paper, what was your thought process? What kind of drove you to put down what you put down? I think the main thing was... Um seeing, you know, what you had already written as far as their descriptions. And let me say it like this, man. I got to be honest. You had an artist that kind of tried to, you know, interpret what you were saying. And it was almost like, you know, just taking it and looking at it and going, oh, okay. They kind of misunderstood this or basically giving my twist to it. The thing is, being an artist, you don't want to get stuck in a rut of trying to, you know, make everybody look the same as far as being buff and, you know, just stock chock full of muscles and stuff. You want to kind of let their personality, you know, even affect how they look physically. It was like, this guy, has he's got to be a little lanky. He's got to be, you know, fast in battle. Not like at speed, but just fluid. It was about just taking what you had written and your visual cues and just going from there. You know, I'll have to say, with all the drawings that, as they started coming out, these two characters were, I was most curious about as far as how they were going to turn out. Power in the novel, she was one of the early chapters, and um, I kind of fell in love with this character, you know, when writing when writing about her and coming up with her personality type and everything, and how she looked and how I visualized her looking while writing this story. I mean, like, you nailed it. When it came out, I was like, that's her, that's our it. And then yeah. Mahi, you know, he came out soon after. And of course, I think we've only seen him on paper in his transformed state. So I'll be curious to see what he looks like, not transformed, but- um, Yeah, in his human mode. Yeah, but man, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Or when he's thought out. <laughs> Exactly. Ah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we already said fire and ice, man. Let's give the people what they want. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's everything in a nutshell. And before we go, I want to ask Leon what he thinks about what he's seen so far. I have to say, between both of you guys' work, it's phenomenal. Based off what I've seen, I like everything, but honestly, I enjoy, honestly, when you talk about it, Carlton, I can hear the passion, the love, um, the blood, sweat, tears that you have for it. Um, And hearing you talk about it and hear every character and their backstory and how much work and everything and the work that you're putting into it, that's honestly what I like. I'm just here to, when it finally comes to fruition, enjoy it. Um, I'm enjoying the baby steps that you are taking. and all this developing characters and how they all come along and the thought process you have behind it. But yeah, I'm enjoying everything. But most of all, I enjoy hearing you actually talk about your work. Awesome. 
Well, you know what? I appreciate it, man. Uh, I couldn't have done it without these cats that's here right now. Um, Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I give them, I give <laughs> oh, them all sure. the credit. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we're going to bring this uh, podcast to a close. Once again, I want to thank everybody out there that's listening to us. And uh, definitely let us know. Always give us feedback. Everything's always open. And um, till next episode, let's get out there and do the best we can with everything that we got. Don't get cyclone bombed. Don't get cyclone bombed. Whatever you do. <laughs> Watch the news and don't sleep through the news. <laughs> that <part. laughs> Get away from the enema citrus. Enema citrus. Especially that one. Make sure somebody writes that down. We're going to use that. That should be the episode name. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. I'm signing out. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Right on. Take it easy. All right. You too. See ya. listening to the infinite worlds podcast thank you for listening and please if you have any questions about the things we were talking about or would like to comment on any of today's talking points please follow us on twitter at infinite worlds six instagram and facebook at infiniteworlds.us. and if you like what we do Please support us by recommending the podcast to friends and family and by supporting us through Patreon or the listener support option given on this platform. See you next time.